This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to Sask Ag Today with your host, Ryan Young. Good afternoon. Welcome to Sask Ag Today on this Friday. It's brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Brought to you by Mendeco. Talk to your Mendeco dealer or visit Mendeco.com to learn more about Mendeco land rollers and tillage equipment. Today, it is going to be a recap of Ag in Motion. It wrapped up yesterday, the three-day event, northwest of Saskatoon. Happy to be back in the driver's seat, by the way. It was a great time at the show. So we'll recap it again, and as well as look at the grain markets and how they performed. We chatted with Adam Callow this morning. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is SaskAg Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. SaskAg Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. The Discovery Farm Langham site northwest of Saskatoon won't be full of activity until next year. That's the home of Ag in Motion, which wrapped up for another year. And for show director Rob O'Connor, the preparation for next year is already underway. It's about a 13 or 14 month cycle for each show. Um, for this year's, for 2024 show, we already have the budget, uh, or I should say at least the first draft of the budget complete. And we're today going to the, to the exhibitors with an opportunity for them to purchase their new booth spaces for next year as well. And while that's happening, O'Connor says the next few days will be spent on cleaning up. Well, what we'll do now is for the next week, it'll be um, cleaning up tearing down the show uh, and then really we're preparing for uh, Canada's Outdoor Farm Show in Woodstock. So there'll be a week of you know tear down, there'll be another week of probably getting back on track for the show in Woodstock and then the next week is when we'll probably start talking about you know the results of this one and are there things that we can do better, are there things that we can add and, and the surveys will be going out in the next week or so and we'll by then have some of those results back and we'll be able to really get a, a good sense of what we need to do for our next step of the show. In addition to the equipment demonstrations that were at the show, there was programming at BMO Livestock Central for livestock producers. O'Connor sees it expanding in the future. I think so. I mean, I think this show really does represent the Prairie Provinces, and I think the livestock component of our show will probably continue to increase, but I think our team's going to look at it and talk about where else can we find that and how can we represent the other livestock industries that aren't here you know we have some poultry and we have some dairy but i don't think it's at the representative numbers of this province yet so uh, we need to go in and speak to those industries and see you know is ag emotion a fit for them too he also sees the technology side of the show improving as well well i think from a global perspective there's like some amazing electronic and digital stuff that's common um and i'm really looking forward to seeing some of how um, for instance the autonomous and the new swarm technology starts to develop globally and i think that is very interesting because i think it has the opportunity to change how we do actually farm and i'm not sure how that's going to change it but 
uh, I am certainly interested in the C in the next probably two to four years how that technology really starts to play out and how it's it's coming to the show. That's Rob O'Connor, show director of Ag in Motion. Back with SaskAg today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This segment of SaskAg today is brought to you by Prairie Six Inch. For Prairie Six Inch Eavestroff, size matters. So see Prairie Six Inch Eavestroff, your farm shop specialist. PrairieEavestroff.ca. Ag in Motion was full of buzz and activity this year. One of the highlights was the launch of SaskAgToday.com, the place to be for all the agriculture news you need to stay on top of things. Longtime agricultural commentator Kevin Hirsch is also the chief agricultural editor of the website and says he's excited about it. It's great to be actually a little more active back in uh, the ag media world. I've, I've been mainly a written journalist for quite a few years after a, a career many years ago on TV and, and radio, but uh, working with you guys and trying to provide some story leads and story ideas and perspective and you know doing a few interviews myself and finding out things and being in the, the cut and thrust of, uh, of daily ag news is really exciting. And it's, it's great that not only is it a, you know, broadcast on the two stations, the two radio stations that have wide reach but is available to everybody everywhere on saskagtoday.com with the website you guys are doing an excellent job of posting all of the stuff there and it, it, it remains there people can go back and find everything from unfiltered uh, uh, interviews to opinion pieces to farm living pieces to the the daily news to the the markets so i think that website is going to be a tremendous resource for the ag community Hirsch was at Ag in Motion and is impressed with how far the agriculture industry has come in the last 30 years. Oh man, you know, I started uh, as a, a rookie uh, farm news reporter, TV and radio back in 1980. And I don't think we could have imagined then uh, what agriculture would look like today with uh, the, the technology and the advancements and also the consolidation. Uh, far bigger producers in, in, in mainstay and a whole lot of uh, choices as far as the decisions people make on their inputs and on their equipment choices. And it is really become big business, whereas uh, farmers at one time were sort of looked down as the poor business cousins trying to survive on uh, a parcel of land somewhere uh, and, and went through many tough years. Now we're in a situation where there is a, you know, tremendous capital and wealth uh, within the ag sector. Not that it isn't that it's easy, but uh, you look at the, the balance sheets of many producers and especially the, the medium to large size producers and the equipment that uh, they run uh, it would have been unimaginable decades ago. While he wasn't in the market for the newest equipment, he praised the setup of Ag in Motion. But there's all sorts of other uh, information from uh, on uh, crop varieties, uh, new product placements, uh, the things you need to repair the equipment you are running. This is really all of the things in agriculture and, and a livestock component as well. People tend to think this is a, a crop show. They've got uh, over 90 exhibitors that are strictly dealing with the livestock side. So they've done a good job of marrying the two together in one location. Kevin Hirsch is a longtime agricultural commentator and chief agricultural editor of SaskAgToday.com. You're listening to SaskAg Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Brian Young. Now today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94, brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. 
your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Local 502 of the International Longshore and Warehouse Union Canada says it will hold an emergency contract caucus today to decide if a tentative agreement in the B.C. port workers dispute will be sent to the full membership for ratification. But neither the union's leaders nor the B.C. Maritime Employers Association are confirming that. The union rejected a previous tentative deal brokered by a federal mediator. Wheat is finally becoming a sexy crop after years of being the ugly duckling. That's according to Stephen Nicholson, global grains and oilseed strategist for Rabobank, who says a series of supply-side threats is making things exciting. Canada's crops are withering in the fields. Markets Farm is forecasting 30.4 million metric tons of all wheat production, well below the U.S. Department of Agriculture's latest prediction of 35 million metric tons. The U.S. winter wheat crop was a disappointment, and the country's spring wheat crop is suffering through dry conditions. Argentina recently harvested a terrible crop, and the new one is off to a rough start. Conditions initially looked good in the European Union, but it turned hot and dry, and yields are shrinking. And El Nino could be wreaking havoc in India and Southeast Asia, and China has quality problems due to harvest rains. Dry weather across the Canadian prairies may be cutting into barley production prospects, keeping domestic feed prices underpinned for the time being, despite the likelihood of large corn imports from the United States. Alberta's barley crop was only rated 43% good to excellent in the latest weekly report, well off the 75% reading in mid-July a year ago. The situation was similar in Saskatchewan, with just under half of the province's barley hitting the good to excellent category as of July 10th. Seeded barley area in Canada was up on the year, but the poor yield prospects will likely cut into available supplies. A report compiled for the Manitoba Crop Alliance by Left Field Commodity Research says reduced yields and a smaller barley crop will force reductions in Canadian exports and domestic feed use as imported corn increases its presence in Western Canada again. A ransomware attack on a small Ontario hog business is something a cybersecurity expert says needs more attention from the agriculture industry. Instead of cash, the attackers demanded the hog business owners publicly admit to what they alleged to be livestock mistreatment. The occurrence was unique and alarming, according to Ali Degantana, Canada Research Chair in Cybersecurity and Threat Intelligence at the University of Guelph's Cyber Science Lab. The lab offers a four-fee support service for those managing cyber attacks and cybersecurity. While the number of cybersecurity incidents across Ontario's agriculture industry has been rapidly increasing overall, he says the cashless ransomware attack against the family hog business, an incident he and his colleagues helped the family resolve, highlights what could become a wider trend in the tactics used by special interest actors. Russian Deputy Foreign Minister Sergei Vershinin has accused Ukraine of using a grain export corridor in the Black Sea to launch terrorist attacks against Russian interests, including one this week on the Crimean Bridge. Vershinin was addressing a briefing about Russia's decision on Monday to quit the year-old Black Sea grain deal 
in which Russia had guaranteed safe passage to ships exporting grain from Ukraine's seaports, despite what it calls its special military operation in Ukraine. Russia said a parallel memorandum pledging to facilitate its own food and fertilizer exports had been ignored. Since then, it has said any vessels traveling to Ukraine will be assumed to be carrying weapons and their flag countries will be considered parties to the war. Ukraine has denied using the corridor for military purposes, but Vershinin alleged without providing evidence that there had been several instances of this. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. It's your agri-weather forecast on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today's sunshine, then partly cloudy, some haze. Winds out of the northwest at 20 kilometers an hour, high of 28 degrees. Tonight, clearing late this evening and haze. Winds from the northwest at 20 kilometers an hour, then becoming light, a low of 12. Tomorrow, mainly sunny, high of 31 degrees. Tomorrow night, though, cloudy and a 60% chance of showers, the low 14. Sunday, sunshine, high of 30, the low 16. Monday, sunshine, high of 35 degrees, the low 17. Tuesday, partly cloudy, 30% chance of showers, high of 34, the low 16. Wednesday, sunshine, high of 30, the low 15. Thursday, sunny, and a high of 28. Normal highs for this period are at 26, normal lows 11. Sun rose at 5.11 this morning, and the sun will set at 8.58 tonight. Taking a look around the province in Esteban, Swift Current, and Saskatoon, they're sitting at 26 degrees. Weyburn is at 27 and Yorkton 24. Hotspot in Saskatchewan is in Maple Creek at 29. Cool spot in Collins Bay at 15. In Regina, part the cloudy sky winds from the west-northwest at 15 kilometers an hour. Humidity at 42%. Temperature at 26 degrees or 79 Fahrenheit. Barometric pressure at 101.9 and falling. Down the road in Moose Jaw, part the cloudy as well. Northwest wind at 13 kilometers an hour, temperature 26 degrees also. Once again in Regina, partly cloudy, west-northwest wind at 15, temperature 26 degrees. Back in a moment. You're tuned to SaskAg Today on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This portion of SaskAg Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com The rise of the November canola contract continues after hitting a low of around $611 a ton back on May 31st. Future Commodity Advisor with PI Financial, Adam Piccalo, says November canola reached a high yesterday of $851. And while it was down a bit in early morning trading today, it was up $10 a ton on the week. We've, again, seen a a massive rally in this November canola contract since June 1st, the low 
617 a ton and again sitting at about 830 right now so over $200 a ton just in the last almost couple months here however we we start to see now maybe a little bit of resistance or a ceiling here i've mentioned on on the show here as well as to clients that 840 i saw as a bit of a technical resistance uh we have hit that and it seems that we might be showing maybe a little bit of of kind of profit taking and some selling here right now. It seems that there has been some extreme heat and kind of ongoing dry conditions in the U.S. Um, and that's definitely been supportive for the soy markets. And then here in Canada, again, it's quite dry in very many areas. And a lot of farms that I've been talking to, it's coming down to crunch time, whether the, the rain is going to help or not. So one thing that I, I'm telling producers not to forget is that this USDA significantly reduced soybean acres, which does lower the bar on the amount of damage required to ignite further supply panic buying on the soybean side. So that's something that, again, could maybe limit the upside on the soy markets and maybe limit canola here kind of in the short term as well. And how is uh, wheat doing for this week? Kind of looking at a glance, uh, it looks like it's following a similar trend, you know, where it kind of goes up and it's kind of gone a little bit down uh, recently. Yeah, it's been a bit of a roller coaster ride this week, especially with the drone strikes in the Ukrainian ports. So that sent uh, wheat flying here higher this week, uh, with on Wednesday going up 50 cents a bushel, approximately on the Chicago side of things. Uh, so that definitely added again some some fear to to traders. So I'm kind of seeing again, like you mentioned, a bit of a range here now for the markets. I I don't believe that we're going significantly higher kind of in the meantime. uh, Minneapolis wheat in particular has really just been trading between around kind of the $8.790 a bushel area on the September contract up to this $9 area. So about a dollar a bushel range. And I'm, I'm not seeing, again, much more upside potentially right now, maybe unless the drier conditions persist. Is there any other factors that are influencing both canola and wheat at the moment? And as well as uh, what would be some things that uh, we should look out for for next week? Well, kind of looking at the overall markets in general, the U.S. markets and the stock side of things are pushing to new all-time highs with the NASDAQ leading the way, the S&P, the Dow recently doing it. And that's kind of giving investors, I think, a little bit more sense of you know wanting to get into some different areas. Uh, the U.S. dollar, again, pushed to, to a low, a 15-month low here uh, kind of this week. Uh, it has since reversed a little bit higher, uh, maybe putting a little bit of downward pressure on commodities. But overall, it seems that... Uh, Again, investors are watching just different factors, whether it's the weather or nobody knows if there's going to be a drone strike tomorrow. But overall, when the investor's appetite for risk is higher uh, on the stock side, that usually bodes well for the commodity side, too. Adam Bacallo is a future commodity advisor with PI Financial. You're listening to SaskAg Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. This segment of SaskAg Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. 
We're back with Brian Tennant, the president of Farm Fresh Water, talking about his reverse osmosis system that turns dugout water into safe potable water. To recap from yesterday's show, Tennant detailed the origin story of how he developed the system, having faced the challenge himself on his rural property. One of his goals was to develop a system that made clean water without the use of chemicals, as well as doing as little maintenance as possible. After some trial and error over a few years, Tennant perfected it. This is what we've designed. There's not much changes from, from my original design. Uh, people ask how long will the system work. The first system I bought, I bought used from a, from a place in Regina, and it was 10, 15 years old when I bought it, so it's almost 30 years old, and it still works. The original one I have still creates that perfect water uh, out of the dugout. So it's, uh, uh, there's, we keep looking for new ideas. Say our biggest thing is to try to get the least amount of maintenance on it. We put a lot of work because we understand farmers are busy, we're busy, we don't want to go downstairs and fix stuff that, that doesn't, should have been right to start with. So, What's the feedback like been uh, for farmers that uh, have purchased this and have used it? They won't give it back. And our, our warranty is we'll take it back if it doesn't work. But also, just to caveat on that, we won't put it in. If we think it, will, it doesn't work, it won't work in that situation, we tell people up front. Because I'm not interested in not having happy customers. We do this because we enjoy it and we want to make people have good water. Awesome. And what's the cost for something like this? This system, if you were to build a brand new house and, and have to dig the dugout, which we don't, we don't dig dugouts, but if you put a dugout in for the complete system, in a brand new facility is $18,500. If you already have some infrastructure in, the price is a little bit lower because we can use the pumps you have and, and some other stuff. So it depends, but a brand new house putting up a dugout is, is that kind of money. All right. Um, if somebody or a farmer wants to uh, you know, kick tires on this, so to speak, or want to purchase it, how can they go about inquiring? The best thing is probably to go to our website at farmfreshwater.ca. We've got uh, videos there of uh, different, we do aeration systems because one of the things when I go to talk to a farm about dugouts, we don't talk about what we're going to put in the house to solve the problem. We go out to the dugout and we look at the dugout and we say, what can we do at the dugout to make the best dugout possible? And the first thing is aeration. Aeration is number one with a dugout. There's a lot of products to put in the dugouts that people claim make wonderful water. I'm really skeptical of them. I'm a science guy. I don't use those products. That doesn't mean they don't work. It means I've not seen good side-by-side -side trials. We'll sell some stuff if we think it, it will work, but we want to convince ourselves on our farm it works before we sell it. And we do use another product that we put in dugouts besides aeration. We put a product in called Blue Cloud, and all that does is put a really strong dye in the dugout, and it limits the amount of algae growth. It's like taking a house plant and putting it in your kitchen cupboard and shutting the door, the house plant will die. So when you make the dugout really blue, you can limit the amount of sun, and if you limit the amount of sun, you limit the amount of algae. If you limit the amount of algae, I don't have to clean it up as much, which, once again, is a step to reducing the maintenance in the whole system. That's Brian Tennant, president of Farm Fresh Water. You can find them at farmfreshwater.ca. We'll take a quick commercial break. We'll be back right after this. Here's the market updates with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Grain prices at Viterra were down in early trading today. Canola is down $11.80 to $768.62 a metric ton. Oats is down $5 at $250.32. And number one red spring wheat is down $4.18 at $394.85. The rest were unchanged. 
Durham at $426. Feed barley, $335.61. Chickpeas, $1036.17. Flax, $501.98. Lentils, $702.50. Oats, two, uh, yellow peas, rather, $335.92. And feed wheat, $270.97. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for September is down 5.5 cents to $8.96.5 a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock at 842-4574. Now, the latest Livestock Quotes. This is Graham Barnett with the Market Report. Heartland Livestock here in Moose Jaw. 559 on offer to our Tuesday regular sale. This cow market looked maybe a hair lower this week. Lots of cows showing up in these drier areas. Top end, high-yielding cows, 148 to 158. Medium cows, 137 to 148. Shelly cows, they are being discounted. The good bulls, 165 to 179. Feeder cattle are strong. Some of these top end nine weights, that steers will bring well over three bucks. For more market information, give Heartland Moose Jaw a call at 692-2385. This is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have one great afternoon. And now we'll look at the latest pork prices. Bill Ofer with the Hams Market Comment here for Friday, July 21st. Hams sold 6,500 hogs Tuesday, selling in a range of $240 to $255 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 3,100 head, selling in a range of $240 to $257 per CKG. 100 index hog prices for the week ending Saturday, July 22nd are Wally West 2020, 239.70, Wally West 2021, 251.20, Maple Leaf Sig 4, 239.15, Hams Cash, 237.15, Thunder Creek Brickco, 232.74, High Life Cash, 255.12, and High Life Contract, 255.46 dollars per CKG. Hams are most sales this week are up, selling in the range of 34 to 41 cents per pound of live wheat. Hams Cash Hog price today is mixed, and four contract prices open higher this morning. On Thursday, Canadian dollars down one basis point. With the daily exchange at 1.3171. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 75.74 cents US. Daily US cash prices have finished the week off mixed. The negotiated Western Corn Bowl came in 56 cents lower. National was up 19 cents, and the cutout adjusted variant improved $1.28 US 100 weight relative to the previous day. The value of the cutout improved $2.49 in the afternoon report, with solid gains across all primes except loins, which were down $1.55. The move was led by butts, which have been trading seasonally lower over the past couple of weeks, but bellies were up again by $4.95. Lean hog futures were trading higher at the open, were adding to the gains seen over the past couple of sessions, but all contracts except August have turned lower through mid-trade. The August contract is now trading at levels last seen in March, but the deferreds have yet to eclipse previous June benchmarks. The net result in Canadian forward contracts has been to see an average $5.30 premium built in since Monday, and bringing net forwards to levels last seen at the beginning of the month. Coming up next, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. Statistics Canada says the country's retail sales rose by 0.2% in May to $66 billion, the agency says gains at new car dealers and grocery stores help push retail sales higher. 
Despite the gain, the f- figure fell short of StatsCan's early estimate for May. That predicted a gain of 0.5%. Its early estimate for June suggests retail sales for that month were unchanged, but cautions the figure will be revised. Russian cruise missiles have destroyed a farm storage buildings in the Odessa region. Ukrainian officials said three missiles hit early Friday. The Kremlin's forces are expanding their targets following three days of bombardment of the region's Black Sea port infrastructure. Other Russian missiles also damaged what officials described as an important infrastructure facility southwest of the port of Odessa. It appeared to be part of an ongoing Kremlin effort to cripple Ukraine's food exports after Moscow abandoned a wartime deal allowing the shipment of grain via the Black Sea. Turkey's president said Western countries should address Russia's demands in order to restore the Black Sea Grain Corridor. Turning over to the markets now, the TSX is up 107 points at 20,544. The Dow is up 53 points to 35,279. Oil is up $1.25 at $76.90 per barrel. And the Canadian dollar is sitting at 75.70 cents U.S. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Sask Ag Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's going to be it to another edition of Sask Ag Today. Thank you for joining in. One o'clock news will be coming soon. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice weekend. We'll see you again on Monday. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.